Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. What's better than this? Guys, being dudes here on the Draft Dudes podcast. It's Joe Marino, Kyle Krabs, and Chris Schubert from the Draft Network. And we are your hosts here on this Monday episode of the show. Folks, I hope you did not let conference championship weekend pass you by without checking out betonline.ag, where it is the best place to bet on all the sports action. They've got football, pro and college hoops, NHL, NBA. They've got boxing, UFC, even your favorite Vegas casino games. And we've got a deal for you. Head on over to their newly updated website. Use our promo code Believe50. That's B L E A V five zero, and you'll get a fifty percent welcome bonus on your first deposit. It's Bet Online, and that's where the game starts. Kyle, it's like I just was with you, but now you're in Delaware. I'm in North Carolina. Yeah, this kind of stinks, right? Like yeah. we were literally together five hours ago. Yeah. Five and a five and a half hours ago, like in person, warm embrace at the airport. You and your wife went on your merry way before your pilot called off for the day. <laughs> right, left you stranded for the a second extra pilot. Time. The second, the second like you need yeah. two of these to fly a plane. Right, right. You don't. You just need a backup in case something yeah. goes oh. wrong. I would assume. Um, but yeah, and then I'm gonna see you again on Thursday because you're coming yeah. up on Thursday. Heading up to. My favorite spot in the Mid-Atlantic, the Crabs household. Well, can 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 we kind of round down and put Atlanta in the Mid-Atlantic since it's Atlanta, Atlantic, and, and we spent a little time in Atlanta this weekend for SEC Championship, and we, we want to get caught up on everything that happened on Saturday because obviously the, the bowl games are set, the playoffs are set. I, for one, was surprised that Alabama just – waxed Kirby again, but also <laughs> shame on me for thinking any yeah. other outcome was going to be acceptable, you know? Yeah, you're right about that. Um, first of all, an awesome weekend, right? The, the tailgate with Bud Light Seltzer oh, was yeah. amazing. Had several people that listened to draft dudes come by and, and chat with Kyle and I. We had a great time um, and just a great turnout. Really, really fun. Hope everyone saw some of the stuff we posted on the Instagram and the Twitter account and uh, just the start of a lot of really fun stuff that's coming our way the next six months. So thanks to everyone that stopped by. And, man, what a what a football game where it was all about Georgia, right? All about Georgia. Dogs. What? Go dogs, they said. Uh, Nick Saban said that rat poison tasted Tasty. yummy this week. Yummy. 41 to 24. The dogs have only given up it's 6.9 points per game on the year. That's like 83 for the season. Bama hangs 41 on them. Well, you know, I think this is a greater extension of when you look at college football this year. Georgia was perceived to be the dominant team, right? They were perceived to be the one team. I don't want to say it was bulletproof, but you felt really good about them in a lot of situations. But we also never saw them had to play in a game in which they needed to win passing the football. Yeah. And this was that game. And... Stetson Bennett's a perfectly fine college quarterback, but you need more in a position in which you 
have a game script that does not go your way and you start to fall off the pace, you he he's not going to cut it in high-level competition situations. And I think we saw that on Saturday. So we'll, we'll see what the next month brings. Obviously, we don't know how healthy JT Daniels is or is not. You know, we see him in, in small spurts at times, but it's like, man, I – now all of a sudden I look at Georgia and it's like, man, you, you better hope you get a couple three and outs early and get a turnover. Otherwise, you know, against these teams that can score and stress you and space yeah. the field, you're going to be challenged. And that's the thing about Michigan, who they're facing. And we'll obviously talk a lot about these matchups, but it's a very early thought about that game. Michigan's a really balanced team in every facet. And so Georgia is probably going to have to be able to throw the football a little bit and play better pass defense. I think that's another thing is they hadn't seen a quarterback like Bryce Young and a receiver like Jamison Williams that can really stretch the field and impact the spacing and how you have to play defense. And yeah, Jamison Williams, bro, I'm, I'm falling hard, man. I really am. The guy's speed, the way he stacks corners, gets behind the secondary, the ball tracking ability. I mean, it just looks really, really good. And, you know, look, I, I'll acknowledge that I need to take a deeper dive to really understand his entire skill set. But my goodness, it feels like he's just hauling in bomb after bomb for this Alabama offense. And, you know, him and Bryce Young have a really special connection cooking. How – how on a scale of one to ten heartbroken are you for John Mechie? Because I think I'm at like a thirteen. <laughs> it High up there. sucks so bad, man. Yeah, I, I mean, they all any injury sucks, but for, right for John, who it felt like you know this was his year to be that guy for Bama. Kind of all those guys had left, and Jamison Williams was new this year for the most part, and it was like going to be his show, and then he gets overshadowed by Jamison Williams. You know, in terms of production, and then the guy tears his ACL. Like, but but then Jamison got ejected, yeah, out of the Iron Bowl, and Mechie was the one that won him the game. Yeah, by not yeah. just being a deep guy. The whip route that he ran down there in the red zone was beautiful. <sighs> yeah, time. And Bryce Young didn't want to go anywhere else with the ball either. In, in, right in that overtime. So right. Yeah, it sucks. Definitely sucks, man. Chris, how you feeling, man? What's I don't even he might be frozen. Shuby might be frozen. Yeah, I don't know. Okay, I'm here, boys. He's I'm alive. Here. Okay, all right. Yeah. He was frozen though. His his video I was. was frozen. I was frozen, but I am here. What would you like to know? Would you like to know how I happy know. I am that Cincinnati is in the playoffs? What, what do you want to know? Well, I guess what you, most of what, what I want to know is what what are you mad about? That's what I want to know from Shuby. There's got to be some <laughs> um, things you're upset about. I am mad. I am mad at Kirk Herbstreit, and you guys were not. Um, you guys were in Atlanta yesterday, so we didn't really talk all that much. But I was watching the reveal show, and it felt pretty standard. I didn't feel like the committee was going to do the committee thing and, and screw this up, right? We Everybody knew who the four teams should be. It was just a, determining what order they were going to put those teams in. And I'm not really going to argue about the order. That's I think that's that's being picky at this point. The committee picked the four teams that I think should have been in, and the four teams are in. But the audacity of Kirk Herbstreit. On national television, when Cincinnati got into the playoffs, to sarcastically say and mock people like me by saying, oh, but I thought the committee never lets a group of five team in. Or, oh, the committee always, you know, yeah. I thought the committee <laughs> would never do something like this. That's what I've been told. Really, Kirk? You're going to tell me a year in which Cincinnati had to do everything and more. And the only thing 
Let's be real here. The only thing that got them in was the fact that their one big victory on the season happened to be the team that they put directly behind them. Because if Notre Dame is not directly behind them, I don't think Cincinnati is in. I think if Oklahoma State wins on Saturday, I don't think Cincinnati is in. So there are so many things that had to break Cincinnati's way that were out of Cincinnati's control. So for him to go on national TV and to mock people like me who have been – being a champion for the mid-majors and these teams that don't get the respect to be like, no, but I thought the committee had this big conspiracy. Really, Kirk? You're going to tell me that this is the example of, no, the committee's fair. The committee does it right way. Give me a break. I thought that was ridiculous, and I was I was hot. I was fuming when he said that. I'm like, you got to well, be kidding me. Chris, you know this is just going to build a runway until the playoff expansion. That They never have to do this again now, right? Like, the box is checked. We could oh, well – to, to the same mentality that Kirk kind of alluded to. Chris, by the way, have you ever seen Kirk Herbstreet in person? Oh, come on. I have. I've been there whole, the whole time. The whole time I'm like, okay, is Kyle going to do it? Is he going to do it? I was on a plane with him once. Oh, how, sure. How, how tall do you think Kirk is? Um, He was sitting down in his seat, but he was a big guy. Yeah. Oh, no further questions. Thank you. All right, we're good. We, yeah. No oh, so, wait, needed. so am I allowed to, am I allowed to ask a follow-up question? Sure. I don't know what the story is. So do you mind maybe sharing the story for maybe some people who don't know what the story is? I've been is? eating this L all damn weekend, Shub. All you, weekend. It's, it's oh, only because was, you were so you adamant do? about it. Oh, what did you do, Joe? <laughs> the next thing you're going to hear from me is is about our friends over at Lightbox Lab Grown Diamonds. I'll let Kyle say what he needs to no, say. No, Joe Joe just – I forget how it first came out, but Joe was like, I didn't realize that Kirk Herbstreit Kirk wasn't – he wasn't as big of a guy as I thought he was. He's like 5'9", and I'm like, no, no, he's not. <laughs> he's like, no. no, yes, he is. I've seen him. Yes, he is. <laughs> I was like, no, he's like 6'2", six, 6'3". Six, like, he's definitely not 5'9". And he said, yeah, I'm, pr- I'm pretty sure he is. So I just I'm, – I'm curious what everybody else no. is recollections of Kirk and his stature are that's all no I've met him in, uh, not met him but I've seen him in person on a plane and he's a big dude took up all of that first class seat that he was sitting in so anyway the point I was al- originally alluding to before Joe tells everybody our friends over at Lightbox um, is that this is for all the flack that they got the year that they didn't put UCF in right is it's like this is now kind of the culmination of that saga and they are, they're never going to feel obligated to make it work again. And like you said, they felt like it had to be absolutely perfect. And then even still, like they still had to make it work because if Oklahoma state would have beaten Baylor and thank goodness that they didn't, because I would have been crushed to watch Oklahoma state play in the college football play. I I, I was at the tailgate on Saturday, actively screaming at the televisions for them to lose a game because I didn't want to see it. So yeah, it, it just, I, I don't it, it, think no matter what happens for any mid-major the, the rest of the way, like th- this is your one chance unless Cincinnati can slay the dragon, right? It was just a super elitist stance for something that didn't deserve it. Like like to, to just ignore that the committee has actively had a bias against these programs is ridiculous. Like just because they did it one time doesn't make up for what they did to UCF or what they've done to Utah in the past or what they've done to Boise State. Like I can go on and on of teams that, that, that have gotten this treatment in the college football playoffs. So it was just ridiculous to me. But Joe – I'm I'm ready because you said earlier about our friends over at Bet Online. I've been I've been scouting the, this 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 line for this game. I'm all over it. I'm Cincinnati. We're all in. I mid major oh, no. Chris is all wait, in. Wait, we are whoa. all in. Jeez. What? Wait. Okay. Wow. 
Hold on. Say goodbye to dull gifts. Lightbox lab-grown diamonds are the brightest gift of the year. Using cutting-edge technology and innovative techniques, they've cracked the science of sparkle, creating the highest quality lab-grown diamonds you can find at a light price, only $800 per carat. They have the same chemical makeup of natural diamonds, but they're just grown in a lab. And because of that process, they can create stones in bluish pink and beautiful blue, as well as classic white. Lightbox lab-grown diamonds are the gift they'll never want to take off, priced so that they won't have to. They really do make any outfit sparkle. Visit lightboxjewelry.com to add sparkle to your holiday shopping. That's lightboxjewelry.com. Lightbox diamonds, never a dull moment. Just like when Chris just said that he's, he's in he's all on over Cincinnati minus 13 and a half. Maybe plus 13. Uh, I will plus be t- 13 yeah. and a half. You can give me 13 and a half. And when the line inevitably moves to like 16 and a half, I'll take it there too. If it probably moves to 19 or 20 and a half, I'll get it there as well. I will be buying this number the entire time. Chris, Thank you very much. We, oh, listen, we, we went through the numbers on what the average margin of victory is but guys, in the semifinals. Guys, I, you have to understand. I it would be it would be disingenuous of me to do this all all season long, to do the mid-major Chris bit, and then when it comes to this game, be like, nah. And then sell. Well, you can't you, you I, don't I, have I'm, to lose real money, Chris. What I'm are you in, doing, man? You're, you're in or you're out. And at some point in life, you got to put your money where your mouth is, and that's what I'm doing. I am putting my money where my mouth is, and I will collect my winnings. Chris, if they, if they would have put them against Michigan, I can get on board, but not against Alabama. I can't, I can't be in with you on that. That's fine. I'll be all I'll be all alone by myself. Well, two, I can tell unit, you you are going to be all alone. Two unit bet for Joe Marino on Alabama. Minus no, now you, half. Now, now you gave it the kiss of death. No, I didn't I, I didn't do a three unit bet. This fortunately. is a stop of stoppable force meets movable object now. We got a, <laughs> Chris all in on it and, and Joe with a two unit bet. Jeez Louise. We're in trouble. Has the line moved yet? I'm sure it has. It, uh, from our friends over at Bet Online, it is still at 13 and a half. Okay, all right. Well, I, I expect it to move significantly. But yeah, everybody, everybody that was in Atlanta jumped on 13 and a half when it came out yeah. yesterday morning. Yeah. We we're like, yo, take take a baby minus 13 and a half. The the really interesting thing that kind of hangs over my head as I consider what happened with with the Georgia and Alabama game was. We spent a lot of time talking to Georgia fans. Like our hotel was literally Georgia Bulldogs in it. Yep. heaven, right? And then the tailgate like became very, very heavy Georgia very quickly. We had several Alabama fans come by, but these these Georgia fans, I mean, they were really, really confident. I mean, one even said, "It doesn't matter who we play; we're that team. We're we're that team this year. Historically good defense. Nobody can score on us." And like there was just this level of confidence that. Like, I get that your team has been so good, but you have to meet these moments, right? And, like, when you go back throughout this tenure that Kirby Kirby Smart has had, really good teams, right? But when it comes to those critical moments, you, you get what you saw on Saturday. But these, these fans, well, man, they were really confident. Joe, you also have to remember this is coming off the heels of the Braves yeah, breaking the championship yeah. curse in Georgia, in the state of Georgia, right? And, like, we heard that on more than yep. one occasion. So it's like monkeys off Georgia's back. Yeah. We're Atlanta. The Braves took care of that for us. And now like it's going to start to come. And yeah. 
It's, You're right. It, it was not. bigger than Georgia football. This was entire Georgia sports that these guys right. were rolling right. in, man. That was right. such a cool part of that. Just being able to be in it and get those vibes, man. That was fun. So, do we tell? Do we tell Chris about the bet we had too? Ah, uh, yeah. Yes. If it's an official draft dude's bet, I, I need to know about it. As well, uh, it, it's already the been, of the show. It, it's already been settled and squared away. Yeah. But it was a Kyle bet that sent was me an invoice bet. and I paid. Okay, let's just <laughs> get it so out there. We met at the airport on Friday morning, and we're walking through, and it, I got my TDM backpack on, right, and I got a Dolphins visor on. No, I, I didn't even have a visor on. It was just hanging off my backpack. That's right. Yeah. And met up with Joe and his wife, and we're walking back out to go meet Keith Sanchez, uh, who had flown in on in a, a different gate of Atlanta, which you know is requires a twenty minute taxi ride to just get to a different terminal in the airport. Correct. And he's like, "Do you think we're going to see anybody else wearing Dolphins memorabilia?" And we had seen like what five NFL teams represented like Texans, at the airport: Texans, Saints, Broncos. And I was like, "All right, I'm just going to put it out there because you know me, I always like the." props wherever we are so and he's like do you do you think we're gonna see another dolphins and i'm like man like if we did it would either have to be at the tailgate or here at the airport and we were like oh yeah like if you see somebody else with with dolphin stuff this weekend you'll get a dollar well sure enough we're at the tailgate on saturday my guy comes rolling up in a throwback dan marino jersey (laughs) looking for kyle Krabs and joe marino so shout out to my guy who came out and repped the dolphins in the process and chatted us up for, for 10, 15, 20 minutes. And, um, I got the photo documentation if you need it for the, the annals of draft dudes bets, Chris, but it, it no, was it, confirmed. We, we did receive, uh, somebody in dolphins apparel at the tailgate. Sure. If, if the, if the, um, if the dollar exchanged hands, then the I would consider the bet uh, complete, and it does not need to be recorded. Yeah. It is it is paid, uh, which can also since we're we're kind of up against it here. Um, do we tell everybody about like the the NFL game bingo card that we went over when sure. we did draft you take Miami? Yeah. Because like that that's like a fun thing to close. It, it is it's kind of in the sure. same. Let, light, let me right? say this. Let me say this as you build into that. Because it is very much my thing to like present circumstances and scenarios that, like I, I want to see what people how people will respond. And one of my traditions whenever I play golf with my brother is I say, "Do you want to take the wildlife bet?" And the wildlife bet is, will we see a non-squirrel, you know, regular bird on the course? Right? Will you see some type of snake or a lizard or crazy frog or something? And so we always do that. And this is this is just another one of my things here. And so Kyle the. Well, no, I mean, you, you have the bingo card. So, I mean, I just want to help you through it. But it's like you go to an NFL game, doesn't matter who's playing, you're guaranteed to see certain things there, yep. right? And it's just a question of what qualifies for your bingo card. It's uh, – I typically set it at Packers, 49ers, Raiders. Cowboys. Cowboys, Steelers. It, yeah, and for in draft dudes take Miami, we had to wait a long time to fill out the bingo card. Oh yeah, yeah was, but you we, know what? By the end was, of the night, oh, well, it was good. We filled out the whole bingo card, didn't we? Steelers, we were waiting on Steelers, right? And we, we saw Palomalu, right? We saw Palomalu walking out of yeah. the stadium after the game, which is usually we were, the first one you check is the Steelers box. Yeah. You know, there's it, the random Steelers fan at every NFL game. 
And and I thought we were going to be in. It was really going to help us out because the, the Dolphins were playing the Ravens. So I figured, oh, there's got to be some Steelers fan that's going to show up to this game and try to troll <laughs> sure. everybody. Right. But it took a while. It took us a very long time to check that box, but we did it. And we got we got I think three of them on the way in because where we got dropped off with the Uber lot, you have to walk past the Super Walmart. And I'm pretty sure in the the Super Walmart parking lot, we hit like half the bingo card in like a five minute stretch. Yeah, yeah, we were we were we were feeling really good about ourselves, and then it then it then it got a little panicky. Then we were like, oh no, are we going to do this? And then we were saved. Nailed it, nailed it. Just like the college football playoff committee nailed the right four teams to make this year's playoff, and you nailed. The best decision of your day, which was hitting listen here on Draft Dudes. So why don't you kindly make that decision again tomorrow? You can hit subscribe on the podcast five days a week. We are NFL, NFL draft, college football, the whole gambit. We're going to have rookie notes from week 13 in NFL play. Week 13 already. Are you kidding me? But we're going to have notes from that play upcoming as well. So make sure you plan accordingly. Come on back. Check it out. Kyle Krabs, Joe and Chris Schubert. Thanks, as always, for listening to the Draft Dudes podcast. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. 